everyone, and welcome to the Cure Radio Show. I hope you can join us. We have a very exciting show today, and it's also beautiful. It's a beautiful day in Miami, but we will start with a little prayer. To and afterwards, we will be discussing mental health, and in today's world, uh, through ministry. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful. Enkindle on them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you will renew the face of the earth. O God, you taught the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit. Grant that by the gift of the same Spirit we may be truly wise and always rejoice in his consolation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, Bobby wants to say hello just to let you know he's here in case he's very busy and you don't know he is. Yeah, thank you guys for joining. <laughs> we'll be having an interesting show. Stay with us. Well, God willing. And uh, and just know that we, we are here for each other. And things can get kind of crazy and it can get kind of hectic. And it takes a while to just give it all to God and accept the crosses and, and trust that He knows best. And, and know that there's always something to learn from it and reasons for it to grow from it. So just hang tough. Uh, I know that some things can seem upside down. with Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Cure Radio Show. I'm your host, Amy Cabo, with my amazing partner, Boris. Thank you for the amazing again. Because God is good. Our show is available live on your radio, also live through our app, The Cure, on any smartphone, throughout social media, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. We broadcast live from Miami, 
through satellite available on traditional radio and on Sirius XM channel 131 the following day. Soon after, any podcast player. We are now reaching approximately 5 million people monthly in Facebook alone. So thank you to all our social media followers and mostly thank you to God. This show was created to expose the truth, educate, and provide comfort. We provide testimonials to let people know that we are not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me. We also have experts and inspirational speakers that can help. God was my only cure, the only thing that could eventually, ultimately help me. But in the meantime, we can be there for each other. Life is challenging and know this. God does exist. He's omnipotent, happens to be our Father, and loves us dearly. So, there's hope. That song was Faith by Gordon Felice. And this is my message to you. Thanks to the Holy Spirit. Many years and good things passed. Relapse still exists. When effort fails... Sin persists, only his grace assists. As the cross gets heavy, sit Christ even more, hitting a wall as he provides an open door. Consequences intensify the more we repeat the sin, the more than deeds and goodwill to keep him within. What he allows for growth and lessons to learn, living Christ's way, so prayers we try to earn. Holy God, thanks for loving us dearly and for being true. Wouldn't know real peace and comfort if not for you. By dreams in life and people, messages you send. In Christ, many discover the one and true friend. But God is our resolve and does see us through it all. There to pick up whether we lose our way or fall, by his mercy providing joy to replace the pain. Steady shows that rainbow following the rain. Today we will be talking about mental health and faith with our special guest, Stacy McDonald. Stacy McDonald is a school psychologist and motivational speaker. She has served as a pastor for 10 years and trained ministries and business leaders on how to handle conflict and stress resolution. Stacy's podcast, The Gospel of Mental Health, provides help for how to handle stress in a complex world. Stacy is the author of the book, The Gospel of Mental Health. Stacy, welcome to The Cure. So blessed to have you with us. I'm so thankful to be here. Thank you. Stacy, if you say that if you can't be at peace with yourself, we can't be at peace with others. Can you expand on that? Absolutely. And I think that that's such an important statement to make because um, this is a day and time where everyone's searching for peace. They're searching for peace in bottles. They're searching for peace at psychiatrist's office. They're searching peace for peace in therapy. They're searching for peace in sex, in drugs. Everybody's on the search for peace. But how is it that we could ever give that peace to anyone if that peace does not come from within? 
the truth of the matter is I have to wake up with me every single day. I have to go to bed with me. I have to uh, go to the restroom with me. I have to go shopping with me. And even the words I have to really say something about about a person's peace. Because even when you're talking about spending time with yourself, it's not I have to. It should be I get to because it's from a place <laughs> of peace. Right? And so we simply cannot give what we do not have. My mother used to say, you cannot get blood from turning. And so if it's not from, coming from within me, then I can't give it outside of me. We can only fake it for so long, pouring from an empty cup. Eventually it becomes exhausting and it will show itself. Yes, and, and you being a school counselor, don't, even that, it's not just teenagers. We, we tend to focus on the negative, on what doesn't look exactly just right. And maybe it looks right. We just see it in a different way, but it's not, it's really not our fault. It's the evil behind it. And, uh, and so what we do is we turn to God and we just accept whatever is because God is perfect and He made us exactly how He wanted. And even if we're weak, even if we mess up, that's exactly what He wants and everything's His will and His will is perfect. And to me, that's my peace that it doesn't matter if it's a dark day or a happy day. In fact, if God wills it, then I'm well with it. Well, you're uh, you. you in a good place. Not all of us are there yet. Took a long time. <laughs> Talk about 40 years. But um, Stacy, uh, I'm still working on it. <laughs> Stacy, our world and culture, it seems to be in constant upheat upheaval uh how is our mental health impacted and furthermore isn't it just important to laugh in between <laughs> just have fun and no matter what most of the things of the world are not going to affect us directly doesn't god protect his own all right and so the first question that you asked was in Sorry. regard to um it's all right the first question that you asked was in regard to um, the world being in upheaval. Now, before we even get there, let's go ahead and start with the, yes, absolutely, it's important to laugh. Absolutely. <laughs> Laughter is good for the soul. Uh, certainly, when it comes to certain situations, everyone has difficulty. I don't care who you are. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, uh, even in Scripture, when you look at Bible leaders, those uh, Davids, those Elijahs, those Jeremiahs, when you look at the Apostle Paul, every human being, because we are human, we don't have a glorified body yet, but because we are human, we will go through human struggles. And so even when it comes to the constant upheaval of the world, this is nothing new. The Bible lets us know that there is absolutely nothing new that is under the sun. And so oftentimes in my workshops, I'll read a letter to uh, those participants and I asked them, who wrote the letter? Was it a female? Was it a male? Uh, was it a wealthy person? Was it a person that was in poverty? Who wrote this letter? And the letter is simply, um, my heart pounds in my chest. The terror of death assaults me. Fear and trembling overwhelm me, and I cannot stop shaking. Well, that letter, m many people would say, was written by a female. However, it was not a female. It was a male. And the male that wrote the letter was King David. And that can be found in Psalm 55 and verse 4. And so when you look at that, what you're seeing is, as far as the DSM-5 is concerned, a panic attack. 
And so the struggles that we have today are lifelong struggles. They are the struggles since sin entered into the world. We have struggled ever since physically, emotionally, and yes, even spiritually. And so the upheaval that we have today is nothing new. And guess what? Neither is God. And the same God who delivered then is the same God who can deliver now. The same God who can provide peace then is the same God who provides peace now. Now, the, the trick is that we've got to be in agreement uh, with his will for our lives. So while we're pay- praying for peace, to disembowel that peace is uh, to go against what we pray for. To pray for good health and disembowel that good health by the way that we feed our bodies and do not exercise is going against the will of God <laughs> for our lives. And so exactly. we've got to make Yeah, yeah, we make, we make our own bed and we lie in it. And isn't it so that even though it seems like you have it all together and you have you, everything's going great, it's not, it's not necessarily so. And you, we all have to carry our cross, but the more that we pray, praise God, the easier it is to handle. I've real, come to realize. And so, yes, I, I agree, but the God is always the same. It's the same God as yesterday as He is today. And even with that King David, with the anxiety that he was going to, which, by the way, it's, it's demon-derived anxiety and sadness and all those things, but, you know, you could pray. You could pray, and increasing prayer actually is what uh, what it, it said in the Bible um, Elijah did. Elijah increased in prayer. Even he went through depression. He was having crosses. So, if in doubt, pray. And pray more. Absolutely. <laughs> and we will continue talking more about mental health and faith. Stay with us with our special guest, Stacy McDonald. We'll be right back. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. I believe you gave sight to the blind. I believe that the dead came to life. I believe there were wonders and signs, and you're still the same. I believe every word that you said. I believe there are scars in your hands, that your goodness is good without it, and you'll never change. and the cure. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. That song always by Chris Tomlin. More people coming together praising your name. 
his goodness constant and he stays the same level lives to levels not known loving remarkably Christ in the spirit leading to harmony sinners convert to you sweet Lord of our salvation consumed in him masterpiece of his creation would not have made it if not for his grace nothing heals like God or takes his place recognized and exalted among all one decisive day fortified in love and faithfulness Christ is the way marveled by God's wonders despite infirmities to bear and stay strong amid diversities sacrifices of gratitude you save us from destruction a God that keeps on giving follow his instruction help us from God to succeed and not ever sin holy source of strength the beauty within we will continue talking about mental health and faith with our special guest Stacy McDonald Psalm 34:17 the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them he delivers them from all their troubles and that's why I said we try to earn the prayers try to earn I don't believe that God just answers because my name is Amy and I said so so I, I try to be good to him so he can be good to me in the way that I would like anyway he's good anyway Stacy how do you define uh, a mentally well how do you find define a mentally healthy person let's say w- w- is there a normal <laughs> well um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just first say what the, the definition of mental health is, right? In regards okay. to a normal, yes. what is and, normal today? Right, what's considered <laughs> at least normal, yes. Well, mental health is simply our ability to understand and process information and experiences. So that's mental health. Now, emotional health is your ability to manage and express feelings related to those experiences and information. So when you think about a mentally healthy person, you're thinking about a person who is processed. They're able to self-regulate, to manage and express those feelings. Um, I love, in regard to uh, a story told by Matthew Henry, uh, the late great, I love his commentary, still read it, still use it. And so when you think about a mentally healthy person, he's the one that I think of. He wrote in his diary about a time that he was robbed and he begins to talk about it in his diary. He says, uh, I once was robbed of my wallet. And he said, first, I'm thankful. He invites gratefulness into his situation. I'm grateful that I'd never been robbed before. Second, he said that though they took my wallet, they didn't take my life. The third thing that he said is that even though they took all of it, it wasn't very much anyway. (laughs) And finally, (laughs) he says, I'm thankful that I was the one who was robbed and And not not the one who did the robbing. Right? And so you think about mental health, not only that information, that's what his journaling was. He's processing that information of his experience. What happens when we invite gratefulness into our trauma, gratefulness into our pain? And so he's emotionally healthy because he's processed it, processed it and he has been able to understand that information of what happened to him, the experience of what happened to him. There was no magic formula. There was no magic pill. He simply allows gratefulness into his trauma, which allows a positive inner look and creates a positive outlook. 
And so that's what many of us, I think, struggle with today is, is struggling with being able to manage our feelings, express our feelings, and find gratefulness in the midst of pain. Well, you know, I love that too. Not not too long ago, my favorite little dog passed away, bless her soul. But I, I just thought, I'm so glad it's not one of us. We still have each other. The whole world could crumble. As long as we're alive and healthy, uh, I have to be grateful. And and it's it's so good to realize because bad things will happen, but there's so many beautiful things. And if we only focus on the positive, you can. There's always negative. The devil, the demons, they will throw negativity at you any moment they can. They're opportunists, but <laughs> you know there's so many blessings we can count, and so many things to be grateful and happy about. If you look for what's positive in every negative situation, I promise you, you will find it. But you have to seek to find that's the only thing uh stacy perspective is a pain reliever yes yes and uh, you know just even the fact that it's a sunny day you could be grateful for the smallest things it could be raining but if it's raining at least the trees are getting nourished and the plants yeah so and and you can make pretend is it's holy water who knows however you want to make it (laughs) to be happy about it um, Stacy, you say that God cares for our minds as well as our souls. Really? Tell us about that. Well, John said it the best, says, let it again. Third John 2, he said, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. And that health is mind, body, and spirit. And oh, sound mind. Just as your soul prospers. But then he said he'd give us courage and sound, sound mind. Because at one God point that was. God is not the spirit of fear but a power and of love and a sound, sound mind. mind. There you go. See, you know it better than I do because at one point that was pretty crazy. But now I'm a little less crazy. Define crazy. <laughs> there you go. Make a definition of this. Hey, you know, crazy. I'm grateful for this moment of sound mind and I'm getting better at it. So praise God. Um, yeah, he, he does want us to be completely holy well. Uh, not just some aspects of us. And so, no half measures, 100%. He goes in all the way for us, so should we. Stacy, what are some of the symptoms of mentally unhealthy person? Well, you're thinking about the opposite of the mentally healthy person, right? It's a person who lacks those coping skills, that lacks emotional regulation, that lacks those communication skills. Communication skills are a huge factor in mental and emotional health. Because remember, being able to express those feelings is a factor in emotional health. And so it has a whole lot to do with a mentally healthy person, not only to be a good speaker, but even more so to be a good listener. God's given us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah. So you're also thinking, yes, ma'am? That, that mentally unhealthy person, that's almost, that's a lot of us. That's a great <laughs> amount of us. Oh, yeah. And so do we say that we trust God less because we suffer from depression or panic attacks? I mean, isn't church made up of people struggling and sinners? Um, I, I don't think most of us are righteous. So <laughs> that, that's, that's the majority of us. But we have to understand that they're God's children, too. And God did say we're not up against flesh and blood, but the principalities of darkness. And so a friend of mine yesterday told me something very interesting. He said, you know, a person that is, is lost, a person that speaks dark things, um, that's not of that person. We're made of God and that person I would profess to. I would say exemplify God's word and speak of God's word. And the more that you do that, the more that you bring the person back. 
we'll continue talking more about that after a short break. We're talking about mental health and faith with our special guest, Stacy McDonald. Please stay with us. We will we'll be, be right back. With Amy Cabell and The Cure. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that is the voice of truth. But Daddy always told me, hold your head up high. It's just one moment. In all of time If you can't see it Just close your eyes And believe it It's all inside So keep on keeping on Till the walls come down Reaching higher till your feet Don't touch the ground Hear the power of praise Flowing out your mouth Let me hear you if you leave free Thanks for tuning in and being with us. Remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, Honor Up the Cure, the podcast, The Cure, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. That was made to fly by Carlton Dixon. That these broken bones rejoice to his salvation has been a trade-off since the start of creation. For nothing valuable comes without a price. Looking to Christ as example will suffice. He reigns, lives, and forgives, giving the best advice. And to sacrifice for us, Christ did not blink twice. Came to set free the captives, the blind to see. For vigilant and and exceptional, we all must be. O sweet Lord, we praise you for your holy patience. Undeserving we are, always been, purely gracious. Holy as he, we implore, O God, forevermore, as a a most perfect Father's love at our door. True God and man to transform his own into our best. Guiding all our steps that we pass, 
life's every test, refuge and fortress from evil. He is our shield. In supplication to his beck and call, we yield. We will continue talking about mental health and faith with our special guest, Stacy McDonald. Second Corinthians seven ten. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. And so we were talking about uh, PTSD and depression and panic attacks. In people that are experiencing that, are they less likely to trust God? experiences and when they are not dealt with, um, when it can cause some significant mental health issues later on. No one says that in those cases, all of a sudden, I'm not trusting God or God is mad at me or God is angry at me. But in the uh, physical sense, when something's wrong, I broke my leg, so I'm not trusting God and it's not healed yet, then we make such a discrepancy. And I think that has caused us to not receive and reach for the help that we could, to not receive wise counsel, to not go to a Christian therapist, to not try to walk through uh, the, the, and trudge through some of the painful uh, places in our life, or uh, perhaps even medication that may uh, balance us out when it comes to uh, depression. The sad thing about it is we'll say that we're not trusting God, or tell people that they're not trusting God, and, and therefore um, they are less than saved, and then if a person then says, okay, well, then I'm, I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to take any medication for this depression. Then the same church looks at them and says, uh, okay, I, they stopped taking medication. Then that person goes and commits suicide. <laughs> well, they're going to hell now. But you told them that they're not trusting God if they do this. But you didn't tell the person not to get chemo, and you didn't tell the person not to take medication for their high blood pressure, but you don't want them to address this. And so this is such a serious issue within our churches uh, the stigma, the disgrace that is attached to mental health stops us many times from reaching out rather than being blunt like David and saying, hey, I'm struggling. I'm hurting. I need help. I need help. God, I need to talk to somebody and work through some issues. I need to walk through some things. Well, why, why is it that we don't trust God to begin with, regardless of what we're, we're experiencing or what we're suffering, is that we focus on the outcome. We expect things to turn out a certain way. When it does, we feel that maybe God is not listening or that he doesn't love us. But we need to focus on the fact that God has a greater plan and that whatever is happening is happening for a greater good, whether we see it, understand it, or, or not. And so once we get past the worldly things, the things that, you know, the fact that we have to undergo crosses and we get to the point where we accept them and we realize there's a lesson learned and God, please tell me what you're trying to get me to see or, or tell me what you want me to do with this. Or tell me what, what is my next step or which direction I should go. And everything that happens, God uses us for a purpose. And we have to pray to know that we have to pray to know. So, uh, and, and so God may say, go to a therapist and get some help. Or, you, you know, you, we need to, I'll, I'll be there with you. Don't worry. But you'll come out stronger. Even- you'll come out better. And I think it's not even always that we're not trusting God. Some situations are just painful. (laughs) It just hurts. It hurts to lose a loved one. It can cause anxiety. It hurts to suffer through a divorce. It can cause someone to feel like that they're losing their mind. And so it's not so much that we're not trusting God always. It's just that we're human and it hurts. Jesus was all God and all man. 
And when he saw what he was going to face in the Garden of Gethsemane, he began to pray. Uh, Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. The Bible says he prayed so hard that his sweat became as drops of blood trickling up on the ground. Now, what's happening here is an extreme anxiety. It's a clinical phenomenon of sweaty blood called hematidrosis. And it happens when a person is under extreme emotional stress. The tiny capillaries and the sweat glands break, mixing blood with sweat. And so this is what Jesus endured in the Garden of Gethsemane. He didn't stop trusting God. He just saw this is going to hurt. This is painful. And sometimes life hurts. Sometimes life is painful, and it can cause a physiological response in the body. While we're praying, God, it hurts. I'm praying right now. I'm trusting you, but I'm not going to act like this because I can't feel this. I'm not going to act like I'm so saved that I'm not, I can't feel the suffering on the inside. I'm not going to act like I'm so godly uh, that but the I'm difference not going to admit is, that I'm in pain. The difference is that, yeah, we suffer but for a very short time. I'm surprised. Uh, there was times that I was depressed for weeks and months and years, and no, now it's a few hours, a couple hours, a few minutes, and yes, we go through pain, but God helps us. He lifts up. He lifts our head really fast. I mean, it's amazing. He He gives us strength that we didn't even know we had. Uh, so yes, although things can be painful, uh, God is God helps us uh, just stay close to Him. And, well, I have to pray uh, a lot. So I don't think he wanted us to just pray once or go to church just one day. I mean, you have to really, really seek him in every way. And um, you'll be amazed. The uh, things you can't even imagine. Um, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like if you're superhuman. I think that's what he meant by he'll give you eagles of wings to fly. Not that you're going to become an eagle, but that you'll you'll be surprised. You'll be superhuman. Things you didn't even find possible. But you know the social media and and the news that, that doesn't really help us, does it? They, it's kind of like a, a fear mongering thing. <laughs> right, right. So uh, does that rob us of our peace if if, if we entertain it? Absolutely. Anytime that we, and again, I talk about disemboweling our peace. <laughs> God, give me peace. I can't take another thing. My heart aches. And then we go scrolling on social media <laughs> and uh, subscribe to tormenting news. And before we know it, we're more riled up than what we were before. It, we're going against what we prayed for. We're literally doing the opposite of what we asked God to do for us. You know, it's so true. I'm, I'm going through my social feed and I see a sad story, and, and I start to cry, and I'm like, oh, you know. So, yeah, sometimes I, I try to, you know, take it easy on the phone. Uh, <laughs> so, it, it, yeah, it could be. And, and sometimes we're hard on ourselves. We we want to so badly please God and do things right. But being too hard on ourselves could be a bit of, a, of, of self-sabotage. And we don't realize it, that we really need to trust God's mercy and know that he loves us anyway. Otherwise, he wouldn't have created us. Otherwise, he wouldn't have taken us back as bad as we've been. So, and, and that's what we'll talk about right on the other side after this after this uh, break. How to love yourself either way, because God does. So, once we got that down, that you just need to forgive yourself, brush off, get back up, and try even harder, then you'll be okay. <laughs> But it, it takes practice. It takes practice. So God gives us plenty of uh, opportunities for practice. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Amen. Amen. 
So I say, thank you, God, for my patience every time. Thank you, God, for my strength. Thank you, God, that you love me anyway. Yes, and the We'll be right back. Stay with us. Some kids never smile. They're embarrassed by their crooked teeth. They want braces like the other kids, but their families can't afford them. Some may even try to straighten their teeth themselves. That can make everything worse. Luckily, there's Donated Orthodontic Services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. It helps provide orthodontic treatment to kids and teens whose families can't afford it. For kids who apply, are approved, and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, it can be life-changing. Their treatment is in the hands of an expert, a licensed local orthodontic specialist who improves their smiles by correctly aligning teeth and jaws. Some kids think they'll never smile again, but donated orthodontic services may help them smile with confidence. To link to the application and eligibility requirements, visit aaoinfo.org. Cause that's the kind of God you are. Freedom from my sin You told me I could start again All the hurt is dead and gone Now we're your daughters and your sons Amazing grace, how sweet the sound continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Hi again, and thanks for tuning in. We're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and on social media. Look for God is The Cure. Check out our podcast, The Cure with Amy Cabo, wherever podcasts are. That song was God You Are by We Are The Messengers. God is You are truly amazing, even though crosses arrive. You send your people to remedy so we can survive. Keeping faith, bearing it for his glory we thrive. Once dead, but now haven't felt so alive. Focus on the many blessings despite the darkest days. Lean on him, his perfect ways, and most lovely face. Inequities erase, our guilt but he took that place, that spotless, sacrificial lamb, a saving grace. Hail to the highest, hallelujah, nor did he ever forsake. Embedded in hearts, 
love available for us to take. Reciprocal it will be as his mercy sets us free to holiness, peace, and joy. Jesus is key. Show us how to stay close. Christ's king does not fail. Lifting up every life and stories beyond the scale. Never to thirst or alone. With him always fine. Aching to emulate Christ is his bloodline. We will continue talking about mental health and faith with our special guest, Stacy McDonald. Isaiah 41.10 So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. With my righteous right hand. The right hand, not the left hand, the right one. Okay, so Stacy, our society, um, well, yes, our society and uh, culture is... Uh, what you were talking about? Oh, yes, we were talking about... Um, Being hard on ourselves. Yes, and oh, especially when we have regrets from the past. Tell us about that. <laughs> okay. Try now. Okay, Stacy. Oh, okay. Disconnect a little bit. Oh, that's when you know Pickpocket doesn't like the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you hear us now, Stacy? Uh-uh. I'm sure she's saying wonderful things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Carmen, can you help us out? Uh, it's Carmen, not what? camera. <laughs> you got to stay calm under pressure. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's how you do well. Okay. Stacy, you hear us now? I can hear you. Yay, sure. we got you back. And a little bit of music to go with it. So, Isaiah. Okay. Uh, okay, so Stacy, we were talking about uh, regret. And people regret things that they've done in the past. They're kind of hard on themselves, not just, you, you know, failing on a daily basis. <laughs> well, um, the truth, a lot of us live with regret, right? Um we, we talk about all kinds of scripture and we sing about songs about the forgiveness of God and yet we oftentimes have a hard time forgiving ourselves. Yes. And I think that's one of the biggest keys is moving past the things that we've done. When Jesus said, uh, God said this as far as the east is from the west, agreeing with him with that. And so scripture tells us to look to the author and finisher of our faith. The joy that was set before me, I endured the cross, the Lord said. I disregarded the shame, the offense, the transgression, inflicted because he knew the joy that was set before him. And so we've got to follow the lead of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, he I said, mean. I carried the cross for. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes I just regret it when I write something or say something. So, but, you know, if it's God's will, that's it. You know, even if I look like a fool, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we 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 tend to to we're a, a emotion driven society is what it is, uh, and and this this societal culture is driven is is geared towards that, uh, and you know like they tell you, oh you should do what the body tells you. The body is 
knows best. And so you say, well, I shouldn't practice sloth. And okay, well, the body could deceive us. You know, that's why God said, deny the flesh. And other, also, God said, sacrifice for righteousness. Are we really sacrificing when we're giving in to comfort? So you, you can't be geared towards emotions. Emotions can fool us. Our thoughts can fool us. And it's not that we have faulty emotions or faulty thoughts, but that they're influenced by evil forces. And so we always have to ask God, could you give me the right thoughts? Could you give God an angel? Could you help me feel the right way? Um, and when you want to, when you're tempted to keep sleeping, God, can you help me? Can you wake me up? Because uh, I know that you want me to do the right thing and you want me to do what's right by you. And it's a narrow road. It's the hard. It's hard to get to heaven. It's not easy. And if we do what most, uh, most are not making it. So we hope that and we can pray for that. But I don't know if that's reality. Why do you think Jesus spoke so many times to us about fear and worry? Because he understands that it's a very human experience um, when it comes to fear and worry. It's in us. It's it's been in us since the fall. We had to, Adam immediately had to fear, is the land going to cooperate when the Lord told me it's going to grow thin and thistles for me? Eve had to go through the worry of, wait a minute, I've had one son kill another son. She's the first mother on the worldwide newspaper in Genesis. And so then she's got to go through the worry of that. And so when it comes to fear and worry, it's a human experience. Nonetheless, (laughs) it's not something that was given by God, nor is it something that we should simply uh, lie in and take lightly. Um, Even when it comes to uh, the anxiety that Jesus experienced for the time that he experienced it. After that, he went to the cross. He did what he was purposed to do, called to do, um, was resurrected from the cross, and is now at the right hand of the Father. And so we've, we've got to simply follow the Lord and follow his lead. Yes. And and it, it basically, you know, just these are, those are opportunities to grow in faith because it's supposed to be difficult. It's supposed to be scary. It's supposed to be uncertain. And you're supposed to believe that God will provide no matter what. Um, but you write that our physical health is impacted by our behaviors. How so? Our, our physical health is impacted by our behaviors. Um, our physical health is affected by our behaviors. <laughs> and our mental health is affected by our behaviors. It's, it's all intertwined. Uh, spirit, mind, and body. When I don't take care of my physical body, my mental health suffers. When I don't take care of my mental health, my physical health suffers, and my spirits, all, it's all connected. Mm. And so as far as uh, that beautiful, I'm going to call it a beautiful circle, because if we get it right, if we feed ourselves well, put good things in our bodies, exercise well, we'll find ourselves having strength to do things. Yes, it's going to help us mentally and emotionally. We're either eating health or we're eating death. Um, and yes, absolutely, it will even help with our spirit life. You'll be a better witness and minister uh, healthy in body taking care of yourself. So absolutely, there is a, a link there between spirit, mind, and body. And when one of them are off kilter, we'll find that the other two are impacted. Yeah, like they say, you are what you eat or something like that, or you feel what you eat. And <laughs> I guess that has a lot to do with it. And uh, because we are a, a, a holy vessel, a part of the body of Christ, and we're made in His image. And 
if he finds us precious, we should find everything ourselves precious as well, and and everyone that we've been entrusted with. Uh, we're all his children equally, and there's equality for you. But you know, we t- but to know that we God wants us to take care of ourselves, even though we don't feel like we should or we need to, or we don't look or we don't love ourselves enough. Um, God wants us to love ourselves, but to a certain point, uh, not too much. Don't get a big head. That <laughs> is. But we we finished the the radio show again. Um, Stacy, thank you so much for being with us and being you. Uh, you you bring great things to this world, and you're of great service. Thank you for your service. It's not just the armed forces; it's God's sho- God God's you. soldiers it's been too. An honor and a privilege to be with you. And so, uh, well, f- it's same here. So we'll finish with a prayer, as as we always do. Uh, we start with a prayer. We finish with a prayer, and like we start the day and end the day with God. Uh, but uh, Lord, thank you for being a God of compassion. When I feel hungry or beat down by the heat of this world, you offer refreshment. With you, there is nourishment for dry and hurting places. May I see where you provide for me. Because sometimes I don't notice it. Sometimes I reject it. But Lord, I admit that I need your refilling often. When I feel shaken, you are not. You never cease to offer love and compassion for those who are weary. When I can't figure out what to do, and it feels like everything I do is wrong, Your arms remain open to receive me. I can't understand your acceptance and love, but you offer it. Help me accept it. Have compassion for my doubts, fears, actions, thoughts, and the wrestling that happens in me. Show me new ways, Lord. Help me to see your care and kindness, especially when I feel empty and alone. Lord, I need compassion from others. I need compassion for myself too. Help me to notice and embrace compassion offered to me. Help me to extend compassion to myself and others, especially when it's hard to do. Amen. Be blessed and thank you for being with us. God bless. God's peace. Please check out our podcast, The Cure, and also Amy said this book, The God is the Cure, Love is the Answer. I forgot it. Thank you for listening to The Cure with Amy Cabo. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcasts of previous shows, visit godisthecure.com.